Listener Production. Technology stocks lead Wall Street lower. And Aussie shares expected to open lower on Thursday ahead of testimony by Reserve Bank Governor Michelle Bullock to Parliament. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Thursday, the 26th of October. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, if there's a term that I'd use to describe the last 24 hours, it would be a culinary description that I would use for the last 24 hours. There has been a degustation of things on offer for investors to satisfy themselves with. But the general trend for the Northern Hemisphere where stocks was concerned was uh, down and we saw interest rates grind higher. So we're in the final hour of trade on Wall Street and the NASDAQ is down by a very sizable 2.5%, and we'll get to the reasons for that in a moment. The S&P 500 down by 1.5%, and the Dow Jones down 0.4%. Interest rate markets up by a decent clip. The 10-year government bond, for example, in the the United States, up by 11 basis points in yield terms to 4.95%. But it was all about the tech sector last night, Ryan. It was, Tom. It was a tale of two clouds, and we did see Google parent Alphabet slump almost 10% after its cloud division missed revenue estimates. And we also did see it on the other side of the equation, Microsoft standing out. It was an outlier amongst the decline in tech stocks. Its shares were up around 3% after its first quarter results beat Wall Street estimates. It was quite breathtaking, really, to see Alphabet in after-hours trade down uh, to the extent that it was, and that has followed through into the day session. So uh, as we record, we've got Alphabet shares down by around 10%. What stands out to me, Ryan, is that these misses that are so much vaunted uh, in terms of the the cloud business, you know, it's not a hanging offence. The expectation for the cloud business for Google, uh, revenue was seen coming in at around 8.6, came in at 8.4. That's still a very impressive clip of growth by last year's standards. It's up 22% compared to the same time last year, but it was the slowest rate of growth that we've seen since early 2021. And these tech stocks are priced at perfection at the moment. The PE ratios or price earnings ratios are incredibly high. So when these results come out, there's very high expectations from traders and investors. And of course, traders also looking for evidence on how companies are coping with higher interest rates and whether consumer spending is changing because of inflation. So the question now turns to earnings as earnings drive stock prices. In terms of Microsoft, we did see the Xbox makers First quarter results quite strong. It posted 30% year-on-year revenue growth. It's a Zua cloud segment, saw revenue gain 29% for the quarter. So perhaps what we did see is more of a focus on Microsoft's results being out of this world. And yes. that comparison to Alphabet certainly weighed on Alphabet's shares. So to your point, like uh, Microsoft's EPS uh, earnings per share came in at 299 for the quarter. The market was looking for 250 uh, the revenue was up 13%, coming in at $56.5 billion for the quarter. They were looking for 51 And in the commentary as well, there was a litany of positives that were being expanded on in the analyst call. And the commentary in the alphabet call uh, reportedly uh, was just not offering any sort of encouragement as to how things might go in the uh, in the coming quarters. And of course, shares trade on price expectations in the future. So part of the reason why Microsoft also did well is it reported slow oper- operating expense growth. So 
Curtailing expenses, cost-cutting in this environment with a more challenging economic backdrop are also favourable outcomes as far as investors are concerned for these companies. It just goes to show how delicately balanced that tech space is at the moment, Ryan. It does, and of course not helping the situation was a lift in those bond yields, and and that weighed down on companies like Apple and Amazon. They fell 1.4% and 5.8% respectively. Meta Platforms' results are due out after the bell. They're down 4%. And we also saw bearish forecasts from Texas Instruments. Its share price was down 4%, and we saw a slide in the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index, which is a gorge of chip makers. Indeed. So not to harp on about the interest rate piece, however, just in broad terms, uh, we have seen a lot of volatility where rates are concerned. They've fallen in the last, uh, in the previous session, but there is this gravitational pull towards their recent highs, which is a little unsettling. So we're not far away from the recent high for a 10-year government bond in the US, uh, and that would be something that would be very much front of mind for US investors in particular. Yes, and we did see some strong economic data in the housing market, which didn't help. So we saw US new home sales up by a whopping 12.3% in September, and that smashed expectations. It was the highest level since February 2022 at 759,000 units for an annualized rate. We also saw the annual median house price drop by the most since 2009 amid discounts offered by builders to woo buyers, which is very interesting because we've got mortgage rates flirting with 8% mm. in the United States. So what this all means is that this firm market expectations of prolonged high rates heading into 2024, and so those bond yields higher. I suppose the only caveat that you would offer in relation to those new home sales figures is that the inventory on offer um, is at low levels, and that would be contributing to that uh, elevated increase, I suppose. Yes. And interestingly, speaking of interest rates, we've got the Bank of Canada overnight and it held its key policy rate at 5% as expected and said the path to avoid a recession had narrowed while leaving the door open to more rate hikes to tame inflation. Inflation is expected to return to the 2% target by the end of 2025. Does that sound familiar, Tom? (laughs) Uh, Sadly, it is uh, all too familiar. But what was interesting to me, Ryan, was the caution that they uh, spoke about in relation to over-tightening. That's a new part of the uh, BOC's conversation. Yes, and that's part of the conversation that may enter the vernacular of the Reserve Bank of Australia in the, in the near future. So certainly there's a lot of parallels between the Canadian and Australian economies in terms of their banking and resources focus, but also their pathways as far as interest rates are quite similar too. But of course, the Bank of Canada's interest rate is way higher at 5% compared to our 4.1%. That's an important point to make is that you know they're talking about the risk of over-tightening from a vastly higher level, whereas the debate in Australia centres around whether or not the RBA has raised rates sufficiently to be able to have that discussion. Yes, and that was evident in yesterday's inflation data. And we did see, of course, a higher than expected print for both the headline and trim mean measures, both up 1.2% in the three months to September. And the annualised rates uh, certainly slowed by less than forecast. The headline rate came down to 5.4% from 6%. And we also saw the trim mean number as well, that came down a little bit as well towards the 5% level, but certainly higher than expected. So the Reserve Bank's got more work to do. So the thinking now is decidedly that there will be a one quarter of a percent rate hike from the RBA on Melbourne Cup Day, which is 
a reflection of the new RBA governor's rhetoric. She has nailed her colours to the mast in relation to the tolerance for uh, inflation being stubborn. And it'll be interesting to see whether or not those words are followed through on, on Tuesday. Well, absolutely. And we hear from Michelle Bullock today. She testifies to the Australian Senate. So there'll be a lot of questioning about inflation and certainly the interest rate environment. So listen to those comments later today. Indeed. And when I, said tu- when I say Tuesday, I mean the first Tuesday of November, of course. So the local picture today, Ryan, it is quite a busy one in terms of the corporate uh, schedule. SPY futures at this stage are pointing to a decline of 12 points or 0.2 of a percent. Uh, I thought the ASX 200 did reasonably well yesterday to finish flat under the circumstances where chances of a rate hike in November became firmer and uh, on the back of those hotter inflation numbers. But it was very clear that uh, there was an impact after those hotter inflation figures. Certainly, Tom, yes, we did see those hotter than inflation numbers have an impact on the share market. It gave up its gains on the back of expectations that the Reserve Bank will lift interest rates in November. In fact, markets are now pricing in around 80% chance of a rate hike, up from about 40. The trim in inflation rate came down from 5.9% to 5.2%, but that was ahead of expectations for 5%. The Reserve Bank's targeting 2% to 3%, so Mm. we're a million miles away from that at the moment. And of course, underlying all this was the fact that the numbers were quite sticky on the services side, so services inflation remained very elevated, at 5.8%. Uh, we saw broadly a lift in housing. It's now up 7.6% on the year. We saw construction costs up 1.3% in the quarter, the first time since the first quarter of 2022. And if you take out those government subsidies for electricity rebates, new childcare subsidies, and the Commonwealth Bank rental assistance, the inflation numbers would have been even higher. So the pulse is still there. And certainly from an equity standpoint, there's a risk that the restart in the Reserve Bank's interest rate tightening cycle will happen ahead of the key seasonal Christmas period where consumers typically spend more. So this could have a a significant impact on consumer sentiment and economic activity, and that could weigh on those interest rate sensitive sectors of the share market. So today, there will be a very close focus on commodity-facing stocks. We have got a number of organizations delivering their quarterly production figures. It's a bit of a lithium theme today. Allchem and Pilbara will be amongst those reporting numbers on that front. Fortescue Metals Group uh, will be reporting quarterly results. So that is important. And Coles will have quarterly sales numbers as well. And of course, there'll be a big focus on commodity prices. And if you look at those oil prices, we did see the NYMEX in the United States up by 2% to 85.39 US dollars a barrel on those Middle Eastern geopolitical concerns. Gold was up 0.4% to 1,994.90 US dollars an ounce. Iron ore futures were up 0.2% to 118.48 US dollars a tonne. And the Aussie dollar, I, I was surprised by the way that the uh, Aussie dollar traded back from that 64 US cent mark yesterday. It was looking like it was um, white hot to get above that level. However, overnight, we've seen a resurgent US dollar helped by those rising US interest rates. And that's made a casualty of the Aussie, which is back to around 63.1 US cents. Thank you for listening to today's Comsec Market Update. Please tune in to Stevie and Laura this afternoon. Have a great day.
This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.